0: Hello, and welcome to Heartline Ministries, a one-hour televised program and audio podcast where we take the timeless truth of Scripture and apply it to hearts and lives in the 21st century. Join Pastor Harold Noyes of Community Christian Church in Athens, Vermont, and Pastor Timothy Golden of Life on Main in Charlestown, New Hampshire, as they bring the light and life of God's Word to current situations and experiences. Now, here are your hosts, Pastor Harold Noyes and Timothy Golden.
1: We have been going through the little book of Esther. And Tim, I, I am I am excited about this book. I've read it many times. And but just to be able to, you know, tear it apart bit by bit, you know, kind of chew it up and see what, what's really there. To me this has been a fun um book for me to be able to to mm-hmm. go with you through because um this just so much good stuff here, even though in this book it's still amazing that in 10 chapters you will not find the name of God in it. Mm. But as we're going to find in this chapter 4, which we are in, we're going to find something that kind of implies Mm -hmm. that there's something there between Mordecai and God and even Esther and God. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of the way they respond to Haman's decree and all Mm -hmm. of that stuff, so um, you know, I I just find this to be a fascinating book. Just you know, just like we have on the backdrop here, you know, our God rules and He overrules, and we're going to see both of those things um, in this book because God ultimately rules. He, chapter one, what happened? Mm Vashti is divorced, so to speak. She was. Taken out of the uh, out of being queen, uh, she was expelled. I guess if you call it that. Um, I don't think that she was done away with mm-hmm. because the king, when right. he got back from the war, he was thinking about Vasti, and that was like four years. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that she was killed. I just think that she was expelled from being queen. And then you know you have that. You have you find that the king really, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, really wasn't quite wasn't much of a man Mm -mm. because he you know he always listened to people he never could make up his own mind
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know in the first chapter he 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 gets all of his governors and princes and everybody drunk and then he asks them their opinion about Mm -hmm. what should i do about Vasti, and you know divorce her get rid of her find somebody else well, he
0: definitely cared a lot more about what other people thought. Yeah, I mean, you see that not only in the way he he interacted with those other dignitaries, but also in the way he responded to the people. Some could look and say, "Well, he was just being he was being very generous. He had a very generous heart and wanted to throw this party for the people." But the truth is, he wanted to flaunt his wares before the people because he wanted to gain their approval he wanted to gain their acceptance and the same with the dignitaries and that does that sounds more presidential than it sounds kingly yeah because yeah. kinglies were kings were often this is what I believe this is where we're going to go and like it or not this is the yeah. rule and we don't really see that a lot from yeah. him
1: you know we don't see that especially you know within the kingdom um, you know we do find that you know I mean he wanted to go with this war And he tried to get everybody to back him on this war Mm -hmm. and unfortunately they did back him but he lost badly Mm -hmm. Uh, so he really came back to the kingdom with his tail between his legs Mm -hmm. you know and and that kind of thing so I mean you know he he certainly had his issues Mm -hmm. you know whether it be you know I mean he gave great feasts according to chapter one Mm -hmm. that lasted a long time and he included you know, just the regular, common, everyday people. You know, the yeah. last week or last month, whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, that he brought them in and and gave them the feast. Also, so you have that in chapter two, uh, chapter one, chapter two. They now have a a contest, and probably thousands of young women entered into it. You know, and Esther was asked by her uncle, who actually became her father because her parents died. Mm-hmm. Um, Entered her into this contest, she won it, hands mm-hmm. down, I guess, because yeah. they didn't even complete the contest. Mm-hmm. And so Esther now is the queen. We find that in chapter two. And then you find in chapter three that this is a guy who's second in command and he he wants to have everybody bow down to him. Mm-hmm. And most everybody did, with the exception of Esther's uncle, mm-hmm. Mordecai. He refused to bow down. Well, Haman wanted to have Mordecai killed, but then he found out that Mordecai was a Jew. Mm -hmm. So just killing Mordecai would not be enough. Now he has to kill all the Jews. So he writes a decree, and the king, being the man that he isn't, (laughs) uh, gave over his ring and gave Haman the ring and said, here, you stamp it with my ring. And... Mm -hmm. The decree would be passed. The king had no idea what was in the decree.
0: Mm-hmm. Nor did he even know which people it was. He no. just knew it was a people that didn't seem to agree with what he, where his stance was yeah. on different things.
1: So I mean, it's just I mean, he just didn't care. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just I see that. You know, he just doesn't seem to to have cared. And once again, it was the Jews and Haman wanted to get rid of the Jews. Why? Because the Jews were commissioned by God at one point, back in the days of Jacob and Esau, mm-hmm. to get rid of the Agagites, and that is the tribe in which uh, Haman comes from. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he goes back to the history and says, Hey, these Jews try to destroy all of us. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm it, going to destroy all yeah, of them. Because
0: I'm in the position where I can do that. I
1: can do that. Uh, I find it very interesting, Tim, as I was reading about chapter 4, that dr mcgee i think was one that i read that said that probably by this time in that whole province and it's a big landmass of area Mm -hmm. that the king owned that there probably was about 10 million jews Mm. so that would have been quite the slaughter if in fact this decree takes place in the 12th month of the year you know that he was going to give them one day to slaughter 10 million jews that would. To me, that would have been quite the bloodbath. I mean, quite Mm -hmm. the slaughter that went on. So, you know, so you have all of that now coming into our chapter four. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And, you know, I'm finding chapter four fascinating only because I think there were two responses by Esther. Mm -hmm. The first response is, well, I can't go before they came because if I do and I'm not called and I haven't been called for 30 days, I could lose my life. Mm Mm-hmm. Then she talks to her uncle, and he says, look, it's not only going to be you that's going to die, it's going to be all your people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So then she changes her response to her uncle mm-hmm. and says, you fast, you pray, you, you fast, and you put on sackcloth, and you do all these things, and I will go to the king. And if I perish, I perish. Mm-hmm. Quite a change in her response she had one response that that is oh no you know my life is in jeopardy Mm -hmm. i don't really dare to do that 2 i'll do it Mm -hmm. and we're going to see that in in this chapter well let's open in prayer ask the lord to be with us as we uh, discuss chapter four and then i'm going to have pastor tim read all 17 verses father god we thank you so very much for this wonderful wonderful book and Lord God, we ask that as we look at chapter 4, that we can see things that not only happened in Esther's day, in Mordecai's day, but Father, that we can apply to our life today. So, Father God, touch us. Be with each one who watches. Be with each one who, who listens, Father God, that we all will see something very um, pointed for all of us to take from this. So, thank you so much. In
0: your precious name, amen. Amen. So, starting at verse 1, chapter 4. When Mordecai learned all that had happened, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out into the midst of the city. He cried out with a loud and bitter cry. He went as far as the front of the king's gate, for no one might enter the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. And in every province where the king's command and decree arrived, there was great mourning among the Jews, with fasting, weeping, and wailing. And many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her, and the queen was deeply distressed. Then she sent garments to clothe Mordecai and take his sackcloth away from him, but he would not accept them. Then Esther called Hathach, one of the king's eunuchs, whom he had appointed to attend her, and she gave him a command concerning Mordecai to learn what and why this was. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the city square that was in front of the king's gate. And Mordecai told him all that had happened to him and the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay into the king's treasuries to destroy the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the written decree for their destruction, which was given at Shushan, that he might show it to Esther and explain it to her and that he might command her to go in to the king to make supplication to him and plead before him for her people. So Hathak returned and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Then Esther spoke to Hathak and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the peoples of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law, Put all to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter, that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these thirty days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words, and Mordecai told them to answer Esther, Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews for from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the king for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king, which is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded him.
1: Wonderful chapter. Um, I read one of my favorite guys, he, he, you know, when he was on, <clears throat> excuse me, on the radio, he had a very raspy voice, J. Bernard McGee. And I was reading his commentary on this, and, you know, one of the first comments he made is in this chapter, or even in the whole book, you don't you don't ever really see where there is a call to prayer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he likens it to, well, it's hard for them to have a call to prayer because right now they're living outside the will of God because God had commanded the Jews to go back to, to the promised land. Mm-hmm. And they refused to go back because yep. they were settled here and so they were outside of God's will. So probably that's why there is no real call to mm-hmm. prayer. However Tim, when I look at this, I I, I can't help but think, well what is prayer? Mm-hmm. If I look at verse 1 where Mordecai has gotten the news and he is in such distress that he does some things. he. He tore his clothes, he put on sackcloth, he put on ashes, he went into the midst of the city and he cried cried with a loud and a bitter cry. What is prayer? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I mean, I look at it and say, wait a minute, I mean, that is a guy who is absolutely calling out with all that he's Mm -hmm. got, you know, whether it be his clothes, whether it be his voice, whether it be his weeping, everything. Mm
0: Sometimes I see prayer as that. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, just as we talk about on this program all the time, we don't just look at, we don't look at Esther chapter 4 as though it exists in a vacuum. We interpret Scripture by scripture. by scripture and what you see is you read throughout the torah the first you know five, five books. books of the New, the old testament and throughout all the writings of the prophets uh, you know isaiah and ezekiel and you read of all of this times that they were outside of god's will or when they were doing things and god finally sends a prophet to them and and says this is what you're doing turn back to Smart me yep. and and they do and they, they begin to cry out in repentance but what precedes that cry Of repentance is this putting on sackcloth and ashes it was a sign of repentance it was a sign in essence of the filth that I am covered with and I need you God I am identifying I am confessing this in a sense not that you need to know because you already know but I'm doing it as a sign of obedience that I now see and I understand this is my condition so would you see my condition and would you forgive and so, this—even though we're not hearing prayer, we're seeing actions that often accompanied prayer. Right. And that was one. Another thing you often see throughout the scriptures is this concept of fasting. It wasn't doing a hunger strike before God; it was a sign of, you know, depriving my physical sense to to express the sense of spiritual hunger that I have for God to to meet me where I am. And so the fact that we're seeing not only this clothing and sackcloth and ashes, and not just him, but others, and this call to fasting, it was understood that these things accompanied prayer. They did not exist by themselves. They went along with that.
1: You know, I think of, uh, for example, that wonderful verse in 1 John one nine: If I confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Mm what is confession of sin? That is not me going up to God and saying, oh God, just in case you didn't see it, I did this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because God sees all things and knows all right. things. No, confession of sin is, God, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I've messed up and I've done something contrary to you and I'm letting you know that I know
0: and I agree with you, I did. Yeah, And then that fol- following that confession is also deb- be repentance, which right. says, "Now, not only do I identify that, but now I choose to lay those things at your feet and go the direction you want me to go."
1: Yep. So,
0: I mean, we so we're seeing at least half of that, or some of that. Mm-hmm. I believe,
1: at least, with Mordecai, and yeah. we're going to also see it with Esther in a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So we have that that he does it, and in the fact that now I read another article on this that I thought was very interesting is when Mordecai heard the news. He didn't keep it in his own bedchamber and cry out and wail and and do the things that he did But he went out into almost into the city like a lunatic Mm. You know as one guy described it as that and I mean with it says that that he went into the midst of the city He cried with loud voice and with a bitter cry and and came before the king's gate I mean he even entered as close to the king's gate as he could go without being killed and with all this wailing and everything and it's almost like it became an embarrassment to Esther.
2: Hmm.
1: Because of the way he looked, he had torn all of his clothing. Mm-hmm. He was wailing and he was shouting and he was crying and doing all the things that he was doing. And it almost sounds, as we go down further into these verses, that Esther was a little bit of embarrassed because what's one of the first things she does? Mm-hmm. Clothes him. She sends her Chamberlain to go and give him new clothes and one commentator even described this as these new clothes were not just a a dull gray that you know no it was bright clothing it was celebratory mm-hmm. and, and all of this stuff and he refused to wear it.
0: hmm well it's and whether or not it was embarrassment for herself or embarrassment for him we don't know yeah um, but Understanding, again, who is this Mordecai? Here's a man who is raised up through the ranks in a very speedily period of time. Yep. And th- this wasn't just your average, everyday, run in the mill Jew. He had clout. And where did he have that clout? Within the king's realms. Yep. And so the fact that now you have this man who, as we read in chapter 3, didn't only make it known that he was a Jew, now there's no doubting because there's nobody in and of that area that would clothe themselves in sackcloth and ashes right. and be about mourning and wailing and on any occasion other than a Jew. And, and here now you are, do you realize, Mordecai, how you are discrediting yourself You know, amongst those your people? And, and apparently at this point, Esther doesn't realize the decree that had gone out. Right. She just knows he's out doing this. It's like, What's going on? She doesn't know all this other stuff that has already happened behind the scenes that we read in chapter 3. Right. And that's why he then informs her of what, what's taking place here at this point. But So, again, and maybe there's some aspect where she was embarrassed for both herself and for him. Yep. But there's definitely this aspect of, what are you doing? You know, I, I don't get this. This makes no sense. Have you lost your mind? Yeah, Because this was her, this was nephew, even though he was really a cousin, he was like a father to her yeah and it hurts me to see you embarrassing yourself like yeah. this you know and I also have to wonder
1: this and in with her first response which we'll see in just a minute where did she have a moment of thinking Here's my cousin doing this the King knows that there's a relationship there somehow is this going to affect me being Queen Mm. Could I, by the way, when I go to see him without permission, would that give him cause to say death to her? Mm. Because of the response of Mordecai? Mm. Especially knowing or finding out he didn't bow to Haman and so forth. What is this? How is this going to affect me Mm. as the Queen? You know, I mean, I, I have to wonder. I mean, in mm-hmm. all of this, it may be just presupposition as to, well,
0: you know, did this happen? We don't know. Right. But knowing the the extent that we do about the kind of power that the king had and the lack of power that a queen had. Yeah. You know, because you were still basically property. I mean, we see that in just the way that the whole process of choosing comes about. Yeah. It's not based on love. It oh, even based- first
1: chapter. Chapter One. Yeah, Vasta, you're my property. You got to dance before all these governors. And she Mm -hmm. said no, and she was expelled. Yeah, you know, I mean, so I mean, it's just this.
0: Yeah. So her, so her fears were not, uh, not were not unjustified. Right. You know, in in the human thinking, she's totally right to feel the way and think the way that she's thinking. If, if you know, when you take. The concept of God out of the picture and you just look at things for the, what they are her response would be very normal now with the
1: landmass and we find that now they, they have written this decree and they have worked 24-7 to get this decree out mm-hmm. and the writers now are going to all the provinces and tacking up on the doors mm-hmm. posts and in the, in the squares the decree of Haman and now once again Mordecai knows what is happening I'm I, I'm like I'm with you. I don't think that Esther knew yet the extent of what was taking place
2: mm-hmm.
1: So we find that you know in verse 3 in every province where uh, whithersoever the king commanded and his decree came there was great mourning among all the Jews now you figure this you know if, if J. Vernon McGee is even close to being right You know you got 10 million people now that this is going to affect hmm And it it, it would have a a tremendous effect on just the economy of the of the region Mm -hmm. and everything else, you know. So I mean, goodness, because most of these would be slaves, they would be they would be servants to Mm -hmm. you know the other class. So I mean, you look at it and say, wow, this is amazing. But now you have all of these. A great mourning among the Jews, and that would mean all the Jews.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So they went into fasting and weeping and wailing. And many lay in sackcloth and ashes, and they just kind of threw themselves down and said, you know, we're in trouble.
0: Mm -hmm. Because what they always seen in the past is whenever judgment or punishment seemed to come upon the Israelites, whether it was taking their land, whether it was the loss of many of their numbers, it was, always in God, it was always God's response to something that they were doing as far as writing God off. Yep. And so there was that need to come back to repentance to see the blessing come. So the fact that they're hearing this pronouncement that, hold it, we are looking at a lot of destruction amongst our people. We've already lost our land. Yep. And now our people are going to be lost. So where is it that we're missing the mark? What does it take to get back in God's good graces, mm. so to speak? Yeah. And so whatever it takes, God, we're we're willing, we're, we're wanting to know, because that's what, again, where this whole concept of sackcloth and ashes comes in. It's an expression of their heart attitude that we want to make things right. between. We, we want this, you know, whatever's standing in the way yeah. of our relationship with you, O oh God, to be healed again so that we, once again, not, not just for blessing's sake, but the blessings are a sign that we are in your good favor. Right. And we want to be there.
1: You know, and then we have in verse four, and this is where we understand it that, that Esther at this point was clueless as mm-hmm. to what really was happening. Because it goes and says, So Esther's maids and her chamberlains came and told it her. Mm-hmm. So she really was not aware yet as to the extent and and all that was happening here mm-hmm. with Haman's decree. And then was the Queen exceeding grieved, like in verse Three or like mm-hmm. in verse one, she was exceeding grieved, and she sent remainder to close to Mordecai and to take away his sackcloth from him. But he received it not. She did not know the extent mm-hmm. of what was happening, mm-hmm. and so she sent this. As some commentators said this, this colorful array of clothing that he can take on brand new clothing and everything, and so he wouldn't have to have this mm-hmm. torn, ripped up stuff. And he refused it. No, I do not want that. I'm, I'm going to stay in my sackcloth and ashes, you know, because I I must need to do that. So they go back to Esther, and tell him, Hey Mordecai, he won't do it, right? So we had that. Mm-hmm. Then called Esther the Hachi and one of the king's chamberlains, whom he had appointed to attend to her, and gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was and why it was. So he goes back. It was not up to the queen to go to the middle of the town and find her cousin and, and say, what's up? How come you this way? So mm-hmm. she sent a messenger um, to go and, right. and question him and find out what is happening. Mm-hmm. So he went into the middle of the town city uh, before the king's gate. Mordecai verse 7 tells him all that happened unto him And of the sum of the money the bribery that Haman had done and had uh, had promised to pay the king's treasury for the Jews to destroy them also he gave a copy of the writing of the decree that was given to Shushan to destroy them to show it unto Esther to declare it unto her and to charge her that she should go into the king to make supplication unto him and to make requests before him for her people Mm -hmm. oh by the way, Esther, now it's time for you to reveal who mm-hmm. you
0: really are. Yeah, and the, up until this point, as you said before, he made it very clear: do not tell him who right. you are. You right. know, so it's not just that this was just an oversight that you need to you need to proclaim. I mean, up until this point, he told her specifically: keep it quiet. Yeah, do not reveal who you are. And um, but now it's like. And that's kind of alluded back again to that verse 14 thing about maybe you're here for this time. Yeah. And in other words, you get this glimpse that Mordecai now is beginning to see a little bit more of maybe God's had a reason. You know, we we saw, you know, and to let you be part, you know, have you be part of this pageant known for you to be able to see if you could make it more or less. For whatever reason, we're not told that there's prayer that preceded that. One could assume that maybe he prayed and God maybe directed him, but that would be nothing more than an assumption on our part. But here we're almost getting the sense of the light bulb starting to go on for him that maybe all the stuff that we thought we were just going through as part of the natural occurrence, maybe God has had a purpose in all of this. Maybe there's something that's been unfolding behind the scenes that we've been a part of, not knowing that we were a part of, but God knew what he was orchestrating. God here. had the
1: bigger plan. Yeah. That you know, and and I'm sure you've noticed it, I have, probably everybody who's watching would notice. God doesn't always give us the whole picture at once. Mm-hmm. You know? And I've seen that certainly in my life where Where as I sit back and I can watch this happen, this happen, this happen. And then all of a sudden my eyes open and say, oh, that's why. Oh, that's how. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think you're right. This is the way Mordecai is doing. He sees a little glimpse here, a little glimpse here, and all of a sudden now he's got this whole panoramic Mm -hmm. view of of what is happening.
0: Because knowing what we now know up to this point in this this, um, account, if Mordecai and Esther had both known just up to this point, had God revealed from day one, before they were to go into going into this pageant and everything else, look, here's what I want to have happen. I want her to go here because there's coming a day that I want her to go in unannounced to a king in in a situation where she could potentially lose her head and um, and plead for the salvation of her people. Yep. Her attitude probably would have been, nope.
1: I'm out of here. <laughs> I, you know, I,
0: Be part of the king's household. Yep. That's one thing. Asking me to somehow or another be the new Moses. Yep. <laughs> you know, man, that's more than I'd think that I can handle maybe right now. Yep. And, and so God, in a sense, sets the table yep. um, to the point that they are willing at that time. But knowing that as they grow. As they mature, they will then be ready when the day comes to be able to respond the way that he wants them to respond.
1: You know, it, it just, in just to go off just a tad for a minute, you know, I can't help but think of the great Apostle Paul. Mm. Where did he come from? He came from predominantly, really, a life of ease. Mm hmm. I mean, he was a big wheel of big wheels amongst mm-hmm. the Pharisees, and and he was in charge of yeah. everything. He was a Jew of the Jews. He was yeah. everything like that.
0: Which wasn't just a religious leader. There was power and political oh, benefits yeah. that came with that.
1: Oh, I mean, he. I mean, he was it. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was it. And then to come to know Christ as his personal Savior, he get knocked off his horse, became blind, and then be told by Jesus, mm-hmm. "Get up." i got a job for you to do. But then to see what happens in Paul's life, mm. the beatings, the shipwrecks, the imprisonments, um, going hungry, everything that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to wonder, boy, good thing God didn't say, oh, by the way, Paul, I have a job for you to do. And it's going to include being shipwrecked three times, being beaten to an inch of your life three times, and all this other stuff. Yeah, I'd have to wonder, what would Paul say? Sign me up? <laughs> you know, um, and so I think maybe you're right. I think you've hit it, a real thing here with with Esther. If she, if they had explained, or God had explained to her, this is what you're going to go through. Would she would she bought into it? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But yep. with her first response, I'm not sure she would have. Right. But with her second response, I would have to say maybe she would have, mm-hmm. because I just see a, a 180 turnaround mm-hmm. in the in the next few verses which we're going to do so Esther speaks to um the Chamberlain gave him a commandment unto Mordecai this is this is verse 10 verse 11 all the king's servants and the people of the king's province to do that whosoever whether man or woman shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called there is one law of his to put him to death except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live But I have not been called to come in unto the king these 30 days. So her first response is Mordecai, do you know what you're asking me to do?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. This could cost me my life. Mm -hmm. If my husband, the king, is in a bad mood today And somebody goes to him and really ticks him off before I get to see him I may be killed that's all there is to it you know and we do know that he did have the king had a terrible anger problem hmm so you know I mean that could have been it and, and yep. that is a deep concern at least according to verse 11 of Esther mm-hmm. do, uh, do you really know what you're asking me to do you know and they told that to Mordecai and what was his answer then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther think not with thyself. I love that little phrase.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Esther, don't be selfish. Don't mm-hmm. think of only you. Because you know something, Esther? This is not about you.
0: Mm-hmm. This is about all your people. Yeah. but And to also realize that in the process of trying to save your own life, you're not going to. Yeah. You know, you think that somehow or another you're going to be spared. Don't be quite yeah. that that uh, naive, yeah. because if this all comes out, you are a Jew, and it's going to include you, yeah. whether you want it to or not. Well,
1: the decree said all the Jews, mm-hmm. not just Mordecai now. This is all the Jews, yeah. which includes the, the queen. Mm-hmm. And knowing the king, the way he's been expressed, at least in these first four chapters, it want, would not have taken Haman a whole lot to convince the the king, hey, get rid of Esther, just like you did Vasty, Mm-hmm. And you yeah. can always find another beautiful woman to become your queen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we saw him cave on that more than once yeah. already.
1: So, yeah. I mean, it would not, and, and you know that Haman was quite the political genius in some mm-hmm. ways, um, how he came up the ranks very quickly to become like number two, and the authority in which the king gives to him. So they told it all to Mordecai, verse 12. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, think not with thyself that thou should escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. So, look, if you do not succeed, you're going to die with the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And there's even a chance if you did succeed, the rest of us would still die. And what's that going to do to you?
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, even in, even in all of this, though, we, we hear again this undertone, this implication of God. Like I said, even though we don't see his name, name. because in verse 14, he says this, for if you remain completely silent this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. So they have been told you are going to be destroyed. They are in sackcloth and ashes as a sign of repentance. But even in all of this, not saying that it wasn't going to come, but he is very firmly convinced that relief and deliverance was going to come mm. how could he be so convinced because he knew the god that they served and god has always been faithful to deliver them to always save a remnant at least and so there was this understanding that look there will don't think all Jews were going to be done away with but remember all your Sunday school lessons yeah yeah you know and think about how many people that were jewish that were kings and Things of the like that sought to save their own heads and did not seek to do what God wanted them to do. What ultimately happened? They may have made it through that, but God took their lives. Yep. You know, understand if you live by self and self alone, you're actually sealing your own fate. Yeah. is really what he's saying here.
1: And I mean, I think we're seeing it a lot today. Mm -hmm. uh, The selfishness of so many. um, You know, where it's you know it's just. It's me and me alone Mm -hmm. kind of a situation. Now, Mordecai is going to Esther and saying, wait a minute. No, Uh, but I do look, I love this. You know, it did show, I think verse 14 to me shows Mordecai is a man of faith Mm -hmm. because he does make that statement that um, there shall enlargement, deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. Mm -hmm. He does not say from whom or does not say where. All he knows is that it will.
0: Mm-hmm. It the, always has. And the only other thing he's sure of, too, is that, and uh, is this you and your family, your household is going to perish. Yeah. You're, you're basically it. Your, your mom and your dad have passed away. You're the remaining of that household, and it's going to perish. And here for the first time, up until now, you see such a let me rephrase that. You do not see a cousin taking care of a cousin. No. You see Mordecai taking care of her as a daughter. Yeah. As though it was his own flesh and blood. From from the way that he interacted as far as helping her become all that she was until this point, willing to deny even himself and, and willing to literally distance himself from her so that she could become even more. Yeah. And it's always been about her selflessly. But then all of a sudden here for the first time, you hear him make that differentiation. Understand this, Esther, I love you, but you and your household. So here all of a sudden there's this division line, not us, you and your household. Mine will be unaffected. Why? Because of my commitment to God. That's ultimately what you're hearing here is the undertone. Even though the words are not expressed, that's why he is making this differentiation, why it's going to affect her and not him. If you look out for yourself, destruction will come. Seek God. Seek him holy.
1: So now we see at the end of 14 where Mordecai is starting to maybe come to a greater understanding about God reigning.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Even doing it unbeknownst to mm-hmm. the, the characters that are playing this role mm-hmm. because he goes and says who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this you know, wait a minute do you know Esther that you, you've been hand chosen you've been hand picked to make a mm-hmm. difference now think of I mean, think of us today in the mm-hmm. life in which we're living, the world in which we're living. You know, I, I'm excited to be alive mm-hmm. in today's economy, in today's culture even. Even though, as bad as it is, you know, um, towards God or against God. But I'm excited about it because I say, wow, you know, there's great things God can do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for me to be a part of that. Or for me to think... I could possibly be a part of the raptured generation. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Man, that's exciting to me. And, you know, that we were chosen for this time, you and I were chosen for this time to have this program, for example, Mm -hmm. and to be able to share around the world, you know, uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. And, you know, to be chosen, to be Mm handpicked, called by God. And I believe that's what Mordecai is saying to Esther. Who knows? I did not know when you became queen that this was going to happen. I did not know that you would even win the contest, Mm -hmm. but you did. And now I'm starting to see why. Mm -hmm. So who knows whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time Mm -hmm. as this.
0: And part of that understanding may also have come not just from the fact that she came and that she won, but how she won. It was the kind of favor that she had received right from day one. And not only that, but also the kind of favor that he has received simultaneously to when she's receiving it. So he's seeing a raising up, not even just of her, but of this family unit. Um, And and it's beginning to connect the dots, you know, to begin to see, wow, there's too much that's happened. For this to just be a coincidence. Now, do you
1: think that Mordecai also, though, is now remembering from whence he came?
0: hmm
1: And that the raising up of him into this prominent position? Exactly. Oh, he's not in the position of Haman, but it, certainly he is in a very prominent position in that, mm-hmm. that kingdom. And, you know, I, I almost think that he's kind of sitting back and saying, whoa, you know, I never saw this before. Mm-hmm but look what has happened and yeah. how it has taken place we need to rethink this mm-hmm. because this is not all us mm-hmm. yeah this has to be someone much bigger than us yeah. you know even though he does not mention the god or, mm-hmm. or higher power some people would say he does not mention any of that but certainly he is in my view he's implying it all through this chapter i think chapter, he's implying it loud and clear uh, all through this chapter so then Esther goes and sends the Chamberlain Chamberlain back to Mordecai with an answer. Verse 15, go gather... If if I
0: could just point out one thing there real quick, and then I'll let you get right into 16. But I never saw this until just this second. Verse 15, then Esther told them to reply. Up until now, we've seen, you know, it was mostly Haythack that was being sent. Right? Yep. And, but now all of a sudden you've got them. So it's like, I want to make sure he understands. I want to make sure that he knows now that I am, my mind is now changed.
1: So she has not only sent Hasek, but even some of her maidens Mm -hmm. to go sit down with Mordecai and say, look, this is now the queen's heart.
2: Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is what the queen's heart is. Because in, in
0: the testimony of two or three witnesses. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and that was the Jewish law. Right, exactly. That in the testimony of two or three witnesses, it is done. And so that's why she would have sent more than just one yep, at this point. Yep.
1: And I think that that is, that is certainly, and remember now, all of this is taking place in the town square. Hmm. Right. So, you know, where where the two or three witnesses would have to be sitting in the town square Mm. as if going into this court setting. Mm. So you have in verse 16, go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, fast you for me, you, all of you, Mm -hmm. okay, for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, nights, or day. So once again three days to Mm -hmm. me that that's important. I also and my maidens will fast likewise And so will I go in unto the king which is not according to the law and if I perish I perish I still Know that I could lose my life, but you know something With you saying to me. Hey, wait a minute queen.
0: This is not all
1: about you. Mm Mm-hmm this is about your people.
0: Yeah. And it's not that she had to be won over. Sometimes yeah. we just forget. Yeah. You know, we get our eyes on the immediate. So at least I know I, I've run into this. Oh, problem absolutely. Where you get your eyes on just the immediate circumstances and you don't think in a heaven perspective. Yep. And Mordecai, I think, simply was repointing out to her that, look, like you said, get your eyes off yourself. Get your eyes off the circumstance. Look at things from a divine perspective. Yep. And once she did that, she had a total different it it wasn't that he had to convince her; she just had to be reminded.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I I can't help but think, you know, in in just a little ways, Esther reminds me a little bit of Mary. Because when Mary was told by the angel, "You're gonna have a baby," yeah, what was her first response?
2: Mm.
1: Impossible. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I know no
1: man. No man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no. Why me? Mm-hmm. And then you know, even the thought was what's everybody going to think?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm a virgin. Mm-hmm. What's everybody going to think? They're going to they're gonna chastise Joseph? And they're mm-hmm. going to ridicule me and I'm going to be expelled? You know, Or that, even put to death. Uh, put to death? I mean, all of that had to be going through Mary's mind mm-hmm. until she was told by the angel, this is God that did this, and you're mm-hmm. carrying his son. Yeah. You know, and then so her attitude changed. Uh, her let attitude it be changed.
0: just as you've said,
1: just as you said. That you know, so Esther, in my view, mm. in, that's just my view, reminds me a lot of Mary. Yep. you know, because this is what she was thinking, but then she came and said, "I don't care. Mm. If this is what I have to do for my God,
2: mm-hmm. I'll do it. Yeah,
1: no matter what." And Esther now is coming to that point. If I have to do this, maybe not for my God, but if I have to do this for my people,
2: mm-hmm.
1: then I'll do it for my pe- If I perish, I perish. Yeah. So what? You know, what a, what a tremendous response. And you know, Tim, th- this kind of hits home to me because I really think, I really wish the church would get that attitude. Mm. You know? all right, I'm going to share the gospel with my best friends, or I'm going to share the gospel with my family, or I'm going to do this. And they may mock me. They may ridicule me. They may try to shoot me down. They may laugh at me. Mm -hmm. They may do all of these things. But you know something? I don't
0: care. Mm -hmm. Well, it's kind of like uh, even Sunday. uh, You know, I even mentioned this during my message. And uh, I said, I would rather be told by people that I know on this earth, I wish you would shut up, stop shoving Jesus down my throat. I'd rather hear that 20 million times from 20 million different people here than when I get to heaven to hear from the mouth of one going to hell, why didn't you, why tell, didn't you me? tell me? Yep. That one would, that would kill, pardon the phrase, but that would kill me more than being ridiculed here on this earth. And I think that, as you said, if the church could get that right. and understand that, because I, I can't imagine the look of seeing somebody that I know looking at me on judgment day and saying you didn't and saying, Had you just told me, why did you let up? Why did you not keep on? I don't I don't know how that that would tear me apart, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: And I think I mean, just realistically, if you read the end of the book of the Revelation, it is after that great white throne judgment that it says that God will wipe away all your tears. Mm-hmm. So what is he telling us is going to happen at the Great White Throne Judgment? I think there's going to be a lot of tears, Mm -hmm. and the tears will not be only those that have denied Christ and therefore are going to go to hell, but I think it's going to be those who didn't tell,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and they're seeing their loved Mm -hmm. one, their friend. Or even if you did tell, yeah, and and, and, and you still see them having to go because of the love that you've had for them and you never wanted to see them perish but they chose that path so that's why I love verse 16 so
1: much because Esther has come to that point you know something I don't care what people want to think mm-hmm. I don't care I don't even care what the king thinks at this point yeah because you know something I have a job to do and there's more than me that's at stake here hmm that it's the world That's at stake. And you and I can look at it. There's more than us that's at stake. Eternity is at stake. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have this program called Hotline to share the blessed gospel of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. to a world that is dying and going to go to hell. Mm -hmm. And we wish that you would just say, Jesus, come into my life and save me, Mm
0: -hmm. cleanse me. And it's not because we think we're holier than anybody else. We understand the brokenness that we had and had it not been for Jesus. Right we wouldn't be able to stand in wholeness today, and we just want that same for each and everyone that's listening or that's watching
1: yeah I mean that's I mean that's why we do this that's right, yeah you know, that is really why we do this is because we know that the time is short, mm-hmm. and we need to reach out beyond uh our borders that's right um yeah. You know, it would be one thing if, if all I want to do is just reach Athens Cambridgeport, Saxons River Bellows Falls and I like and that was it and you reach Charlestown maybe in Claremont a little bit and Walpole and you know that's our own little place and mm-hmm. we're happy there but wait a minute no the gospel of Jesus Christ has got to go out into all the world mm-hmm. and we're in how many countries almost 30
0: of them uh, no we're in 60 we're no, in a no, road. no, no, not sixty. No. I'm sorry, I'm getting that messed up with something else. Uh, Twenty-eight, I think. Twenty-eight we countries. We are in now. you know, in forty states. Forty-one states. Forty-one states. Yeah. You
1: know, so we're trying to get the gospel out,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and we don't care who watches.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't care that any mail we get, hate mail, whatever. That doesn't matter. All we want to do is get out the word of God, mm-hmm. and that is that is Esther's heart That's in right. verse sixteen. It changes dramatically. Mm-hmm. from verse 13 and 14 yeah and in 16 so what did mordecai I do he sees his change of heart and he went his way did according all that esther had commanded him all right mm-hmm. me and all the rest of the jews that i have contact with we're going to fast and we're going to pray for three days mm-hmm. day and night for esther
2: mm-hmm.
1: that She's able to get before the king and that the king's heart mm-hmm. will be changed. And we know in the scriptures that God can change the king's heart. That's right. And he changed the heart of Pharaoh once. Mm-hmm. He can change the heart of the king here. Yep. That's where we're ending. And we'll be doing chapter five next week. And we'll find that Esther does go and approach mm-hmm. the king. I'm Pastor Harold Noyes, pastor of the Community Christian Church. We are located in Athens, Vermont. We're on the Lower Road in Athens and we have morning worship at 9:30 every sunday morning we have evening worship at 6 p.m on sunday nights we have a bible study tuesday night we have prayer meeting on wednesday night uh, just call the office we have the number here and if you'd like to get hooked up or find out a little more about our church or whatever uh, please contact us we'd love to speak to you love to spend some time with you
0: And if you're in the Charlestown, New Hampshire area, you can join us at Life on Main meeting at the Charlestown Senior Center at 223 Old Springfield Road every Sunday morning for service at 11. We also have a coffee hour at 10. We have also a cottage prayer meeting open to all churches on Wednesday nights at 6.30 at our house at 276 Main Street, also in Charlestown. Uh, Not looking at making you a part of our church, but just to come together and seek God, not just for Charlestown, but for our whole region uh, to see God's kingdom come and his will be done want well, to thank everyone for tuning in we especially want to thank those here at fat tv that make the show possible let your friends know if you enjoy this program we are on most of the community tv stations in the southern southwestern portion of new hampshire and the southeastern part of vermont so to have them tune in there they can also find us on all the social media networks the main ones facebook youtube uh, truth social and on rumble as well and if you tune in by podcast you can find out on most popular podcast providers including the new edition of amazon music
1: okay we want to thank you so much for watching hotline ministry